Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. That's one of the things I love about Pinterest promoted pins, especially right now, because people can repin them. So essentially, the people who repin them to, you know, let's say you, you come up with something about Facebook ads and I repin it to my one of my social media boards, mm -hmm. that pin will live there forever and continue to advertise for you forever. This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You'll also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. If you're looking to get started with Facebook ads, you're a total beginner and you'd like to learn how you can create profitable Facebook ads for less than $10 a day, don't miss my free streaming online workshop that I put together for you, which you can sign up for over at rickmulready.com forward slash newbies. That's N-E-W-B-I-E-S, rickmulready.com forward slash newbies. All right, here's today's episode. Hey, hey, what's up, my AOPT friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. This is episode number 41. I am Rick Mulready. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Really appreciate you tuning in to the podcast here. Today, we're going to be talking about another topic that we've not yet covered here on the show, and that is Pinterest ads. And I've invited Pinterest expert and my friend Cynthia Sanchez onto the show today from ohsopinteresting.com. That's, that's a great domain name to uh, join me today to talk about Pinterest ads. Cynthia is a coach. She's a consultant, a speaker, a blogger, and podcaster all about Pinterest. And today you're going to learn the current state of advertising on Pinterest, what you can and can't do right now, and also the big things that are coming with Pinterest ads. We're going to be talking about the types of niches that are best for Pinterest ads, the targeting options that are available right now, how the pricing currently works, and how to use the pricing to ensure that the most people possible within your target audience are seeing your ads. Cynthia gets into what's up with the cinematic pins that are coming out this summer, the new pricing options that are also coming out, and why you should tap into the Pinterest community and see how they use the platform in order to create better performing ads 
on Pinterest. My mind was exploding with ideas after this one with Cynthia. So without further ado, here's Cynthia Sanchez. All right, Cynthia, let's talk some uh, some Pinterest ads. Welcome to the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. How you doing? I'm doing great, Rick. Thanks so much. Absolutely. So I'm really excited about this because I really don't know a whole lot about Pinterest ads. And I feel like it's like that, this amazing opportunity out there that uh, is available for people that a lot of people are still are not taking advantage of because number one, well, they didn't, they didn't offer ads for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now that they are, people just don't really understand you know, the breadth of what the, what's available to do on Pinterest from, a, from an advertising perspective. So let's start there. What are our options when it comes to Pinterest ads? Right now, there are, oh, there's only one straightforward option, and that's kind of one of my favorite parts about Pinterest. It is, it's pretty much straightforward, but they're about to make it really complicated. But let's start off where we're <laughs> yeah. at right now. Right now, it's just straightforward cost per click. That's all you're bidding on, okay. um, and that's all you can do. And it's only open to advertisers in the U.S., so the the availability is limited, and your options are pretty limited. Um, but what it really does is it can help you reach beyond your current Pinterest following and help your images, your pins, get seen among a really targeted audience on Pinterest. Um, you can target it down by location or by even device. So if you only want to, let's say you have like maybe a mobile related type of product, um, then you can only target to certain mobile users. So there's mm-hmm. there's still some some customization and some targeting you can do with it, but it's pretty straightforward. So let's talk about, I want to talk about the pricing and the bidding first, because you mentioned that that's the only option at this point right now is the CPC. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Do they give you kind of like Facebook? You know, I'm a Facebook ads guy, so I kind of, mm-hmm. I, I kind of bring it all back to that in my head. What, how do they do that? Do they give you sort of a range, like, and- like, a, like a cost per click range, and you need, you need to bid within that range or outside the range? Or how does that work? As of this point, no, it's pretty much the Wild West. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah, you kind of set up where you would think you would like for it to be. Um, let's say, you know, they kind of recommend as far as a range, just no no less than five cents per click is okay. where they're starting at. Um, so, you know, it's at least that much that they're wanting you to bid, and then you can go up from there. Um, then you set a daily budget and a duration of the campaign. So mm-hmm. pretty much what your budget will allow from within that. And then they'll give you some analytics and reporting back, and you can see how it's doing. Um, you'll get an email say hey you're you're running out of your you know your budget pretty early in the day do you want to increase the daily budget you know maybe decrease the bid amount and see how that works there's still a lot of testing that's going on with ads um, and you know that you still have to do on your end and, and monitor what the results are and see how you can kind of optimize that to where you know you're paying as little as you can per click but still seeing those results sure so is there sort of a best practice for where you should start your bidding I tend to go a little bit lower and, and then it also depends on what you're trying to promote. Are you promoting a pin that's in a really competitive category? Are you doing something that has to do with maybe home decor or remodeling or maybe a DIY type of pin? Mm -hmm. Um, Those are really competitive fields on Pinterest um, and that may, you know, kind of drive the cost up a little bit. If you're doing something that isn't quite so popular on Pinterest, maybe something about, I don't know, for some reason, landscape design comes to my mind. One of my clients is a a landscape designer, and she had some really good success with her Pinterest-promoted pins. Um, But it isn't the way she approached it. wasn't a really kind of competitive way to do it. So she was able to kind of tweak it and get it a little bit lower cost per click. Mm, Okay. So when uh, so many questions that are coming out of, of that. <laughs> now you mentioned before, like they'll they'll send you an email, and I apologize if you hear like sawing in the background. By the way, they're they're building this 
craziness outside of our window all of a sudden. So <laughs> uh, we're going to try to edit that out. Um, so when 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 you get an email from Pinterest and you have a daily budget, let's just say your daily budget is twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Do they try to spread that out? You know, delivery evenly out d- during the day, or is it just like like depending on what your bid is? Like if you're winning all the bids and your and your promoted pin is just showing. Um, because you have the highest bid, is it just going to try to just deliver as much as possible or how does that work? You know, I wish I could answer that for you. Um, that is really detailed information that they're just not providing yet. Um, they have really had, um, you see your analytics and you kind of see like these graphs and these ranges, but they're kind of broad in general, kind of like their analytics is, which is a little bit frustrating at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, so you just kind of have to s- you know, go with what they're saying to a certain extent. Um, I wish it, they did provide a little bit more information as far as okay, by ten o'clock a.m. Eastern time, I'm using up all my budget. You know, um, but they don't they don't quite do that yet. I know they are making a lot of changes to the overall system and giving us different ad options and all that kind of stuff coming out this summer. So I think that reporting will also become more detailed when that happens too. Okay. Um, Right now, you still kind of have to apply in a sense, although it seems like everybody that puts their information in the system is getting approved pretty quickly now, if not immediately, um, and, you know, for accounts here in the U.S., for sure. Okay. Now, before we get into sort of where they're heading and how they're going to kind of muck up the waters here yes. from, from, from simplicity, <laughs> as it sounds like, um, you know, what, what you mentioned before some, some niches or industries that, are, that tend to perform really well. I want to talk about that and then also what types of promoted pins, like what should your promoted pin look like? And I know that that's going to really vary from depending on what your business is, but is there sort of a best practice there? So let's start with, are there niches that, um, that are, are very competitive on there? And also, I'm just throwing tons of questions at you right now because yeah. my mind is going a mile a minute. Um, <laughs> well, let's start there. Let's, yeah, let's start, start there. Let's you start know, there. What's, what's popular on Pinterest? Um, and that, of course, is food, any kind of recipe, food-related article. Um, you know, even if you had something like a kitchen gadget, you can still turn that into a recipe, things you can make with your kitchen gadget. So mm-hmm. it isn't necessarily just the recipes itself. Um, fashion, any types of clothing, men's, women's, kids, all does great. Accessories, design, um, as far as home furnishing, and decor and that type of things. Those are all very, very popular competitive topics on Pinterest, but that doesn't necessarily mean that other businesses can't do well. For example, you know, both you and I are B2B, very specific social media types of service-based businesses, and those do are doing well on Pinterest. So it isn't mm-hmm. limited to those product-based businesses either. You just have um, to be very did- visual, right? Well, uh, neither one of our businesses is very visual. There's also yeah. only so many times we can show, you know, ad campaigns or graphs or charts. We just, it's just getting a little bit more creative. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, for my last blog, or actually it was a podcast episode that I did. It was an interview that I did with a, a Pinterest app provider, um, the scheduling tool. And, um, you know, I, I made up the title for the podcast episode and then I used a picture with like lamps and lights and kind of shining the light on the title, you know, really didn't have anything to do with what we were talking about, pin scheduling, Pinterest analytics and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it caught people's attention. The text overlay explained what, you know, the pin was about. Did you, is that just that you posted on your board or is that one that you promoted? Um, well, that was one just that went into my show notes, and then I pinned it onto yeah. my my account, and then then I could promote it later for sure. Interesting, interesting. Now, what kind of you know we we talked about CPCs before. What kind of CPCs are you, are you sort of seeing um, that uh, because you know we we Facebook ads is I mean it's very 
developed, I should, let's just call it developed compared yeah. to where Pinterest is at this point right now. Um, but what are sort of some ranges of, of uh, CPCs that you generally you're seeing sort of across the board? Um, uh, you know, it just depends on the category, but I've seen things as seven cents, 12 cents, 32 cents. It just depends on what it is and, you know, how specific, how narrow they're getting with their targeting. Um, I think this it's going to change. You know, I start, I was one of the early beta program people of Pinterest ads or promoted pins. Um, so there wasn't much competition. So yeah. pretty much what I bid, I got. Now it's getting more and more popular. People are paying attention to it more. So that competition could rise more. And, uh, you know, I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but the the new features that they're adding could even drive the cost up a little bit beyond that or what it is now. Yeah. Um, I think one thing before we really move on, though, that it's important to mention what you're promoting on Pinterest or the images or the pins that you're promoting have to be different than what you would say promote on Facebook. Um, on Facebook, it seems to be okay. Now you're the expert there um, to promote specific products Buy this now type of, you know, post mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or ad on Facebook, you know, maybe advertising the features or, you know, save time with this, you know, kind of gizmo that I have to sell or whatever it might be. That works great on Facebook. But on Pinterest, it's different. Um, they really recommend, and I've seen this work, if you take something that you've already pinned on Pinterest, let's say a blog post, a, you know, something from your website, whatever the case might be, and you've seen a lot of engagement on it, they're actually recommending, and I see this work, that you promote those pins, not something brand new, something that's already worked for you just so it can reach a bigger audience. And actually the transaction happens when they click through this, you know, really informational, helpful pin that Mm -hmm. helps them with whatever the topic is. Then the, you know, the conversion happens back on your website. Okay. So does somebody have to have a a board already going in order to do uh, promoted pins at this point? Well, you have to have a Pinterest account. So yeah. Okay. Okay. But Mm -hmm. you could have like, like, I actually don't have a, I don't have anything on, I have an account, but I've not set up a board yet just because, I don't know, I just haven't done it. I, I want to do it, I just have not done it yet. But, so since I, since I have an account, but don't really have anything on the board, would I be able to do it? Well, you could, you just wouldn't have that information yet. You wouldn't have that that data to tell you what's already resonating with the Pinterest community. Sure. So if gotcha. you had an article telling me the top 10 ways to optimize my Facebook ads, yep. I could see that doing really well on Pinterest among the social media community just, and the I just marketers. took a note of that. Yeah. <laughs> so if you did that, I'm sure that would do well. And then maybe you did something else about Facebook and it, you know, didn't quite do as, as good as that one did. Still did good, but maybe not as good. You would want to promote that one that did better. So you don't have that background data to help guide gotcha. you in what to promote. Okay. Okay. Now you mentioned before a little, you touched on the targeting for, so when you're doing these promoted pins, talk about a little bit more about the, the targeting and the capabilities that we currently have available. Yeah, we have gender. Um, we have language, which, you know, of course that means are definitely going to, I mean, we can target to different languages here within the U S but that would kind of indicate that they're going to open up much more broad, mm-hmm. uh, fairly soon here. Uh, device, uh, region, I told, I guess I mentioned location. I should have written all these little things down. Um, mm-mm-mm. And I think that's about it right now. Not too much, but really then the real targeting, the really focus, the real, I guess I can't even speak properly today. Um, <laughs> it happens when, uh, you're choosing your keywords, that's really where the targeting happens. Uh, okay. It's not so much the person or maybe the area or the zip code so much mm-hmm. as it is the keywords. Gotcha. Okay. So if somebody happens to be on there searching for like Facebook ads, that could be a keyword for me. Yes. Okay. Exactly. You, you would want to target Facebook ads and social media marketing and Facebook and yep. Facebook for business and all those kinds of things. You can have your um, spreadsheet with all your 
keywords and then upload it to your ads each time you use it so you don't have to reinvent the wheel each time. So that's a little bit of a uh, time-saving tip there. Okay. Um, And then uh, they also suggest keywords. Um, So Pinterest will help you find keywords. They may suggest, you know, other things related to what you're trying to promote. Now, how relevant Um, are those? Because on Facebook, they're not all... I don't don't recommend people really take a whole lot of... uh, um, you know, those just take them for it with a grain of salt. So how are they on, on Pinterest? Uh, they're pretty good. I mean, they're not a hundred percent perfect. You'll, you'll start kind of getting off into the weeds really quickly if you kind of just, yeah. you know, use all of theirs, but you know, it gives you some good ideas. And another thing to kind of keep in mind is the keywords that people use on Pinterest aren't necessarily going to be the same keyword searches that they use in other places. Sure. For example, you know, Google and Google and Pinterest are getting a lot of comparison, you know, especially lately. Um, as you know, more and more people are using Pinterest instead of Google for certain things. Um, but the phrasing, the terminology may be a little bit different than what you see on other, you know, on Google or, you know, another search engine. So do some search, you know, some research on Pinterest by typing in keywords and phrases into the Pinterest search bar and see what comes up. And you might be surprised the way, you know, people describe certain things as opposed to how you as a pro in that field would describe those things. Gotcha. I think the lesson there is that if you're not currently, you know, using Pinterest a whole lot and you want to start testing some paid advertising on there is to, and this is not like, not unlike any other platform out there if you're not using it already, but just to get on there and kind of play around with it and kind of see, just get a taste of how people are using it, you know, what types of pins work really well on there and, and to start using it yourself and then start to incorporate, you know, the, the paid side to it. Exactly. Um, okay, so let's talk about how they're going to advance things here. Uh, and, you made, <laughs> and you mentioned kind of confuse things a little bit yes, further. Yes. So let's talk about that. What's on the horizon here? So they, they kind of announced last week that they are going to, well, they definitely announced last week that they're going to start incorporating these other types of pins over the summer. The first to come out are these cinematic pins, and they're actually pretty cool when you look at them. Uh, most Pinterest traffic happens through their mobile app. Um, so when you're on your phone and looking at the app and you start scrolling, the pin itself will start to have a bit of animation or movement to it. For example, if it's maybe about a hair product and you see this woman in the pin, her hair is like blowing in the wind, but the movement is based upon how you scroll up or down. It's kind of a movement feature. Yeah, it's not it's not a GIF and it's not a video. It's kind of a weird hybrid. It's like a little like it's like a like a meme. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you know those little flip books that you used to play with as kids and you can make it go one way or the other depending on which way you flipped. It's kind of that. So that's but those are right now going to be for the big boys, the big corporate boys with the big budgets, you know, and and that type of thing. Uh, Coming up down the road for everybody else um, is uh, different forms of you know, paying, I guess. They're starting something uh, cost per engagement. Mm. Um, So instead of paying just for the click, you could uh, pay a certain amount just if people enlarge it or if they repin it. Um, So when you see pins in a feed, you can click on them and enlarge them and get more information about it. Uh, So they may start charging for that or if they repin it, which, you know, that's one of the things I love about Pinterest promoted pins, especially right now, because people can repin them. So essentially the people who repin them to you know, let's say you, you come up with something about Facebook ads and I repin it to my one of my social media boards, mm-hmm. that pin will live there forever and continue to advertise for you forever. And that's just, I think, awesome. Really? While I'm not paying for it? While you're not paying for it. Nice. You, okay. pay, you, you paid for it once when I clicked through and read your article, but I pinned it to my account. So everybody that repins it from me, you're not paying for it all. Interesting. It's mm-hmm. the gift that keeps on giving. It is. So take advantage of that now before like it changes. Okay. Before it changes, hurry up. Okay. Um, and then they're coming up with something called cost per action. Uh, 
Um, earlier this year, they started this collaboration with Apple where you can download apps straight through your Pinterest account. So if I'm on my cell phone, on my iPhone, um, and I find an, a pin for an app, I can install it straight from there. Mm. Um, so now that's going to, those cost per actions are going to be great for apps like that, where, you know, I pay the, the advertiser pays every time I download their app, but then there's kind of maybe kind of a prediction that this will also relate to the buy button that everybody's talking about that they might, you know, enable here really quickly. So you don't have to go to the website. I can buy it straight from Pinterest. Um, so that would be another form of advertisement. And, um, then they're also bringing in CPM. So we'll see how how all that goes. But those straightforward, just cost per click ads, you know, ads or promoted pins that you you bid on, you set up your campaign and just monitor. I think is going to get a lot more in depth now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there are are you seeing? You know, do you have to spend a certain amount of money um, each day? I get that question all the time for Facebook ads: is how much do I need to spend on my ads in order to see results? So I'll ask you the same thing. Is is there sort of a minimum budget that you need to be spending in order to see results kind of on a daily basis? You know, there's definitely a range, but I've tried things with $5 a day, you know, and ran that for two weeks and it's all great results. Okay. So right. it's really, it's really, I think, more tapping into the Pinterest community and how they use Pinterest. People use Pinterest for themselves to find information, to be inspired, to get ideas. So if you can create pins like that based around your business, then I think that's more key than advertising, you know, straight up forward advertising your products and services. Okay. Okay. The last question I have for you here, Cynthia, is there, is there a, what kind of easy way, again, going back to Facebook, when I think about the questions that I get from people is that, well, they're like, I, I don't, I'm not design oriented and, and I have no idea how to put together an image and you have tools like Canva or PicMonkey. Mm-hmm. Are, are there any tools out there that you recommend um, people use that, you know, you don't need to be, you know, that, that take a, a ton of resources in order to use that uh, they can use in order to put together these, these types of images that really would resonate, as you put it, with the, uh, with the Pinterest community? Well, you mentioned my two favorite tools there, Canva okay. and PicMonkey. Canva definitely has those inspirations for those layouts there. Mm-hmm. But some, you still need to know what to put in there. Yeah. Um, you still need to know, figure out what it is that makes sense. Um, and I suggest using Pinterest. Use, use the source itself. What you know, cert, Do a couple of searches with keywords that are relevant to your business and see what's popping up in the search results and what catches your eye. What kind of image would be likely to catch your customer's eye? Um, you know your audience. Are they going to prefer something really sleek and modern or maybe something a little bit more retro and funky? You know, mm. What are they going to you know, connect with? Um, I, I see some businesses making the mistake where they use a lot of you know, either grainy pictures, bad pictures, or maybe pictures with just somebody's headshot. And that can kind of not be really informational enough or maybe give off the wrong message about your business. You want something to look nice. It doesn't have to be ready for a magazine by any means. Mm-hmm. It just has to look nice and it has to provide information in the way that they're looking to receive it. Um, it's not about, unless you, you know, you're, you're interviewing or you, you are a famous celebrity. If you're Brad Pitt, put your picture everywhere. But if you're not, well, then maybe not so much, you know, <laughs> put pictures that will catch people's eye. And then you can always help, uh, pr- you know, kind of push that message a little bit more by adding some text on the top. Okay, awesome. I, I think it goes back to what you were talking about before is just spend some time on there, just kind of, you know, do your due diligence and study a little bit, see what's working on there, and then kind of take your learnings from there, and incorporate that into, you know, some sort of a, a paid strategy on there. 
Exactly. So, really yeah. good advice. Cynthia, this has been this has been great. It's kind of my mind's blowing here. It's got as, as I as I asked you 16 questions all at the same time. Um, the wheels are turning. So uh, as I'm sure many of our listeners here um, are experiencing the same thing. But where can people connect with you? Where can people find out more about uh, Pinterest and everything that you're doing uh, with Pinterest right now? Yeah, the best place would be over on my website at ohsopinteresting.com. This has been great. Thank you so much, Cynthia. I really, really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you, Rick. I really had a great time. All right. Hope you got a lot out of this one with Cynthia today. As I mentioned earlier, my mind was exploding with ideas after I originally did the interview with uh, Cynthia. I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg when it comes to advertising opportunities on Pinterest. I'm definitely going to be checking uh, that out further for my own business. To get all the links and resources that we talked about today, head over to the show notes page, which is at rickmulready.com forward slash 41. That's the number 41. Before we wrap up here, I want to ask you, if you like this show, if you're digging the art of paid traffic here and you want to support it, and let me know, Rick, yes, I'm learning a lot from it. I'm putting what I'm learning into action in my business. Please let me know that by leaving a rating and review for the show over on iTunes. You can also there, let me know if there's any guests or topics that you want me to cover here on the show for you. So just simply search on the art of pay traffic there in iTunes and leave your rating and review. Super, super helpful for the show here. Uh, it only takes a second and your support means a ton to me. Coming up in the next episode, Ollie Gardner, who's the co-founder of Unbounce, joins me on the show to talk about landing pages, conversion and optimization, copywriting, and a whole lot more. I got a ton out of my interview with Ollie, and I know that you will too. That's coming up in episode number 42. So until then, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business, and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.